uh, all these new people on Patreon. Welcome, Fucking, folks. Hi. We just got somebody named Dolly who subscribed. That name sounds familiar. Parton? Not Dolly Parton. That oh. would be cool, though. But we've got like, <laughs> you know, for the longest time, we had like five subscribers for like a year. And yeah. right now... We've got 14 of you motherfuckers on Holy Patreon. Holy cow. I didn't think we were up that high. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you like the content enough and uh, enjoy listening to me for some reason. Yeah, because you, you're on all the Patreon episodes. Yeah. Sorry. Every, every single goddamn one. <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you guys for subscribing to our Patreon because right now that's like that's literally our only source of income for this. And we're, we're not even collecting it, really. We're just kind of letting it sit in our patreon account so that maybe one day we can buy something cool i don't know what that would be because we already forked out all the money for all this shit yeah we uh, yeah. <laughs> equipment we haven't quite uh recouped our uh costs on equipment here so yeah we're getting there slowly which we're is which is fine it. yeah so but yeah thank you guys it, it is a big help yeah so welcome dolly and if you guys want to subscribe to our patreon you're not already on it which most of you are not because there's only 14 <laughs> then get to patreon.com slash death by podcast team it's only five dollars a month now we have some people who subscribe to patreon and they don't even fucking listen to the patreon episodes they just want to support us he who that's shall not cool be named. too yeah i think bo is doing that i don't know if i don't think he's actually listened to any yet but he thought he was Sub, uh, sub, uh, subscribe this whole time and he wasn't like, yeah so like he, I told you a couple technically weeks ago. he owes us like 20 bucks <clears throat> for, the, for the four months that he thought that he was subscribed that he well, was let him know tomorrow yeah. yeah he better put a 20 <laughs> in your fucking hand but yeah so patreon's fun we got uh people joining the facebook group which is death by music podcast fans I think we're almost at 100 members if oh, we're wow. not. Let me double check. Ah, we have 98 people following it. So we're almost at 100. So if two of you motherfuckers could go find that group and join it, <laughs> that'd be cool. Oh, also, I saw Mike, our number one fan, our security guard, Mike. I saw him the other day at a okay. concert. Yeah, I was fucked up and uh, actually found some pictures on my phone from the concert afterwards. Because Monica was there, and Monica, we've talked about on the podcast before, she listens occasionally, and then mm -hmm. Mike was there, and I was like, Monica, meet Mike, Mike's our security guard, and she was like, oh my god, I love the podcast too, and then apparently I was like, let me take your photo together, and then I was looking at my phone the next day, and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I had all these pictures on my phone from the concert, like we, we had a whole group of people, and we did all these group photos, and then I got a picture of Monica and Mike, and I was like, what the, f why would I take a picture of them? <laughs> and then there was a picture of me and Brian on the steps of a church flipping the bird like oh. in the middle of the night. Did you meet any more Dr. Roxos? I know. You don't remember? Didn't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Fuck. So I guess I'll have to post that picture in the Facebook group because I was like, I don't even know what to do with this. Like, it's not like Monica's going to share it and be like, here's some random guy that also listens to the same podcast as me. <laughs> like, why did I take this fucking picture? Um, but it was fun. Anyways, now that we've rambled or i have let me i have rambled for yes. so many minutes and mentioned the podcast name a billion times i'm gonna let you do it for the official time that counts oh well hello everybody welcome let me start that over again did you get distracted by beans look at him sensually I'm, licking himself over there yeah He's a little oh, wow. <laughs> hey um, don't let me uh, interrupt you there buddy we have my cat in the room today beans <laughs> and 
he's not really sure what to do, but he was. I like how you named him after something that you hate. His name, his full name is Rice and Beans, which I don't like rice either. But <laughs> oh, well, anyways, welcome yeah. to Death by Music podcast. I am Jake, and I'm here with Alex. Of course, Cassie is still out. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I'm going to see the, the baby. baby on Monday, maybe. Oh, okay. Oh, now he's going for his asshole. There you go. Yeah. Got that leg up. There he you go. He does that every single day where he, he like, watch, he's going to do it, where he licks his asshole, and then he pops his head up, and he's got the, like, butt face. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he smells how stinky his asshole is, and then he's like, <sighs> and he, like, takes a second to breathe with his mouth open. It's pretty well, cute. Well, that means he's getting a really good whiff of it. Well, he needs to clean his asshole, but every time he gets down there... He stops because it smells so bad. I'm like, that's why you need to clean it. I know. I don't know why cats lick their assholes, but you need to start doing it. <laughs> well, so they don't stink. Yeah, and he just can't get over the smell. And it's like, I wish you would clean it because I don't like the smell either. In other news, did you hear that Coolio passed away? <laughs> yes, and so did Loretta Lynn in the last week. I'm not Loretta I Lynn, know who that is. She is an old school country singer. Um... We oh, did. She maybe, was the one. Maybe remember, I did hear about that. Did we do something about? Was it Patsy Cline or Dolly Parton that they? Her, I think it was Dolly Parton. Her and Loretta Lynn used to like swap lingerie or something. You don't I, remember I don't that? Remember that at maybe all. it was Patsy Cline. I don't know. It must have been Dolly Parton because Dolly's she's more fun. Anyways, Loretta Lynn's been like she is like one of the old, 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 old school like Johnny Cash era. Um, country singers. Okay. She's got a great voice. Yeah, she passed away just the other day, too. Well, so rest in peace to those two. I mean, it's that's two pretty enormously massive artists in one week. Also, I watched the fucking... I'm just going to go ahead and say this before we actually cover it on the podcast, because I talked to Jake the other day. The Marilyn Monroe movie that is on Netflix is fucking bullshit. Did you finish it? No. I can't bring myself. Up. It was so fucking... It's all lies. Like, it's literally so... I, I was going into this thinking it's a biopic, but it's based off of... Like, I mean, after the first 10 fucking minutes, I was like, okay, I've been doing the research on this. We've currently got 15 or 16 pages worth of research on Marilyn Monroe. And none of the shit that happened in, like, the first 10 minutes was true, so I looked it up, and it's based on a book that some lady wrote that was... 100% speculating. It was like taking little grains of truth from Marilyn Monroe's life and then creating stories, like fictional stories around those little grains of truth. So she just basically made some shit up and was like, wow, wouldn't this she be wrote crazy? A, she wrote a fanfic. Yeah, basically it's a Marilyn Monroe fanfic. And so they made this into a fucking movie and like how many people are watching this thing thinking that that's what actually happened to her. None of this stuff is true. It's literally just bogus bullshit that somebody made up and, and then that's what they chose to make the movie on. And they didn't warn you at the beginning. No. They didn't and, say this is yeah. based on a book. Well, there he goes. Yeah. Mine don't do that. They're My also not allowed on the table. Well, Beans is a prince <laughs> and he can sit on the table if he wants, but he's going to knock everything off of the table. Um, what a jerk. Yeah, so th- apparently the book had been made into a, a movie once before and they said at the beginning of the first movie this is all bullshit you know none of this is true it's just it's a historical fiction and the book was billed as historical fiction and this movie did not say hey heads up none of this shit's true it's literally just made they- up scenarios that never fucking happened it doesn't actually follow the timeline of her life 
Yeah, they could have said like based on the book written by based on the historical fiction or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous and uh really fucking pissed me off because uh, it just feels like exploiting Marilyn Monroe, who was already exploited so much in her fucking life. I know you haven't started on the research for that, but God damn, like so many people were just so shitty to her. And then to have that movie come out and like, who knows how many people are going to think that that's real. It's not. And I'll tell you, don't fucking watch it. It's not worth it. It's disgusting. It's It's really, it feels like whoever created it was just trying to make their own Marilyn Monroe porn. And they were like, ah, then we'll have her do this, and then we'll have her do this. And it's none of that shit actually happened. Yeah, that's why I stay away from those things, unless it's like a straight documentary. Yeah. You know, as far as our research goes, I don't, I, I, I steer clear of those things. Like, I didn't yeah. want, I wasn't trying to watch Bohemian Rhapsody again and being like, oh, this is factual when I knew that parts of it weren't right. Yeah, because we don't want to use those films as a source of information or to like taint the actual knowledge we're gathering from like books and stuff because they are just using, what is that, artistic license to make it a fun story when it's like, that's not what actually happened. Yeah. Anyways, today on the show, we are going to cover a topic that Garrett suggested, we mentioned on our last mini episode, it's it's Halloween month. So we are going to talk about Screamin' Jay Hawkins, who was the inspiration for Shock Rockers. Uh, He was like the first guy to do this kind of stuff and Alice Cooper and all these other people started kind of molding after him. Hmm. So yeah. All right. This is from ABC News uh, from... February 4th, 2001. No author listed. Or wait, maybe it's Buck, Buck Wolf. Wolf. There it is. Yeah. They, uh, their HTML is <laughs> they off. messed it up. It's broken. <laughs> so by Buck Wolf. With bones up his nose, a vampire cape, and a cigarette smoking toy skull named Henry, Screaming Jay Hawkins put the cool in ghoul. Uh, now the legendary <laughs> blues man and womanizer is being celebrated posthumously in a way only he could have appreciated. His illegitimate children and he claimed to have more than 50 of them, are getting together to throw him a party. Wow, that's fucking wild. Uh, Nick Cannon just had his 10th. Remember we talked about him a he's couple months ago? He's on his way ago? there. He just had his 10th, and he's got an 11th on yeah. the way, too. Ugh. So, um, anyways, call it the Screaming Jay Hawkins illegitimate family reunion. At least 12 of his offspring are coming to Los Angeles, making pilgrimages from as far away as Paris, Cleveland, and Honolulu to celebrate the Bizarre Showman, February 12th at LA's House of Blues. Hawkins, best known for the hit I Put a Spell on You, died in Paris last February, so that would have been the year 2000, of multiple organ failure, a condition presumably not related to supporting his prodigious extended family. He... Yeah, his was a storied life of stage antics and skirt chasing. One girlfriend even stabbed him in the back when she found he was cheating on her. Hey. Uh, did she... I wonder if she knew about all the fucking 17 children he had before. Yeah, right. Um, but that episode occurred some 40 years ago, and the Cleveland native lived to the ripe old age of 70, singing, dancing, and dressing like a ghoul right up to the very end. I mean, that's... That's kind of cool, especially for somebody from that era doing that. Like, nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, because this that. is like satanic panic time, you know? Yeah. 
So he led a fast life, a hard life, and he said without exaggerating that he had 57 children. I mean, that's kind of impressive that he actually kept track. I would I would lose count after 10, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Hope he remembered all their names. No way. No way. I mean, shit. My grandma... <laughs> actually, I went to Louder Than Life my, uh, with my cousin and Nate, and he was telling me, like, oh, yeah, Grandma used to call me this, or he, she called this person this, and I was like, damn, she would call me fucking Arizona, and she called Victoria <laughs> Vir Virginia, or, like, Veronica. Like, she just couldn't remember our names, but it was funny, and I didn't realize that, you know, obviously he's one of the fucking 80 offspring, so he had the same he, experience. He's also the uh, second-generation grandkids, isn't he? Yeah, so saying? he's not my level of cousin. He's my cousin's child but he's like my age weird yeah there's just too many fucking people in this family because my mom was one of 10 so he came from one of the older siblings so he's a great grandchild and i'm just a grandchild whatever fuck it it doesn't matter it doesn't matter he listens to the fucking show now though so that's cool so he said without exaggerating that he has 57 children and his friend mar morale Nigolian, a banker and film producer who is working on the singer's life story. He wasn't boasting, she said. He was just sad that he didn't get to know many of the people who should have been more present in his life. What? I think he should have like been more present kids? in their life, not the <laughs> other way around. Uh, Hawkins left behind a 31-year-old French widow, his sixth wife, and thousands of admirers who packed European venues for his concerts up until his final years when he was residing in Paris. Nigolian recalls meeting Hawkins after hearing I Put a Spell on You in the Jim Jarmusch movie Stranger Than Paradise. For days, they sat in his living room as the old man chain-smoked, gazed at the TV, and rued the fact that he was not close to his offspring. I mean, god damn, how many kids do you want to be friends with? 57 children! Like, how many, over the course of how many years? Like, I wonder what the spread is in ages. That's at least a kid a year, right? Since he was one year old, yeah. Well, how old? Wait, how old was he when he died? He was like seventy. Assume he started having children when he was fifteen. Okay, that's fifty-five years of if he was still getting chicks pregnant when he was seventy. Oh, good point. But they said that he was with that one lady for five years, but she could have popped out five kids in five years. Yeah. That's a possibility. All right, so 57 kids, 55 years. That, yep. Oh, he's going to do the asshole lick right on the table. <laughs> you oh, scared him. Damn. I was a little too excited. <laughs> Being you so cute. An old man's boasting might not have a lot to do with reality, but in the weeks after Hawkins' death, Nagolian started the jayskids.com website and now believes she has identified 33 of the so-called Hawkins 57. That's fucking huh. wild. So 33, that's the number that Garrett, our listener, said. So I that's guess like that's the official the, number. Yeah, the official count. Right, have they all been uh, uh, DNA? DNA tested to verify? Oh, uh, probably. I mean, I would, I mean, that's how you verify. She says that they're legit. Hmm. I don't know. Okay, so it wasn't like an FBI investigation. Oh, here we go. Wasn't like an FBI investigation. No DNA tests, Nagolian says, but I ask for documents. The locations, dates of births, and stories check out. There is also a family resemblance. Hawkins, who had a tradition of beginning shows by jumping out of a flaming coffin, 
might rightfully be dubbed the granddaddy of shock rock. That is so cool. Yeah. Indeed, Ozzy Osbourne, Kiss, and Marilyn Manson have pulled rubber snakes and fake tarantulas out of Hawkins' bag of voodoo tricks. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. It's a voodoo thing. Um, oh. Oh, yeah. And they is said he, from, he lived in uh, France. New Orleans. I was about to say, is he from New yeah, Orleans? he's probably from New Orleans. Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, shit. We already read that. Yeah. Far away. Well, you know, that doesn't mean uh, he doesn't have... <laughs> some roots down there but yeah. yeah with a dad like that the kids might not be your typical suburbanites but you can never tell two of the kids are in bands one in washington the other in calgary and they have acts that would make their papa proud says nagolian but for many of the supposed children the event at the hard rock cafe is the closest they've come to a stage quote it's a little scary meeting a whole new family for the first time but i'm really excited about it i can't wait says melissa ahuna a 31 year old hula dancer hotel store manager and nurse hawkins had a high school yearbook photo of ahuna in his paris home at the time of his death but father and daughter lost contact in 1993 he had always been a presence in my life ahuna says he'd call every few weeks when i was in high school and he was proud of me we always got along well well that's good Ahuna is part Hawaiian, Chinese, Portuguese, and black. When this reunion comes off, it will be the first chance I've had to get in touch with my black roots, she says. She had a younger brother, another Hawkins kid, who was put up for adoption, and she hopes this reunion will help them find each other. Whoa, that's crazy. One of his three legitimate children, or wait, of his three legitimate children, Hawkins had the closest relationship with Irene, now a puppeteer in Cleveland. Huh. He saw a lot of his work in hers, Nagolian says. Biographers don't even bother counting Hawkins' string of lovers, the most notorious of whom, Pat Newborn, stabbed him in the back, literally, when she caught him two-timing her. Jesus. I'm surprised she didn't puncture. I mean, maybe she did. We'll have to cover him. Should puncture like a lung or something. I'm I'm curious about this uh, paragraph heading here: constipation blues. Oh, maybe. <laughs> well, you know that might be in the next paragraph. Okay. All right. Uh, but apparently, his suffering was in the name of true love. The other woman in that relationship, Virginia, became his wife in 1961, and the union lasted 20 years. Damn. Damn. I wonder how many kids she had for him. In fact, it was in a Hawaiian hospital that Hawkins wrote one of his most outlandish tunes. Constipation Blues. There it is. Four and a half minutes of bathroom hell set to music. Complete with Hawkins moaning and groaning. Oh, wow. Albeit not much like Muddy Waters wailing for a lost love. Well, this sounds like my kind of fucking music. I need to listen to this. (laughs) Ironically, Hawkins, so famous for his coffin stage entrance that a society of morticians derided, derided him. What does that mean? Derided derided to the google derided means to express contempt for why are they mad they're not dead yes a society of morticians derided him uh he ended up insisting on cremation he figured he'd spent enough time in a coffin he wanted his ashes cast upon the water truth is hawkins never really liked coffins all that much Famed New York DJ Alan Freed had to pay him $2,000 in 1956 to lure him into his first box. But it was an instant hit, not to mention a career-defining moment, and it sure seemed to have gone over big with the chicks. Nice. Well, that's exciting. We'll have to listen to the Constipation Blues. 
Sounds like a fun song. Maybe we should send it to Cassie. That she- honestly sounds like a Weird Al title to me. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Thanks, Garrett, for the suggestion. If you guys want to send us some ideas for mini episodes or for Patreon episodes, then you can reach out to us in any number of ways. Send us an email. That's by podcast team at gmail.com. Join any of the groups that we've been talking about or, I don't know, message us on like Instagram or something. Oh, shit. Speaking of which... Uh, Erica Jane, Jade, Erica Jane. Says Erica Jade here. Yeah, so she's the one who she made, uh, reached out to us about our Roki Erickson episode because she had painted a picture of him. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we used her artwork to promote that episode. She sent a message to our our podcast Instagram the other week and was like, oh, well, you know how Jake uh, doesn't seem to really want his identity out there. You should consider making him a paper bag like Dolly Parton's husband. And he could just wear a bag over his head. And I was like, Oh, I thought is that, that ironic? No, I thought that didn't. was the other way around. Like she saw that I used the bag and then she's like, here, here here's no. Dolly Parton's husband. No, she didn't. She sent us a picture of Dolly Parton with her husband. He's got a bag over his head and she says, so unless I'm mistaken, I believe Jake likes to be elusive. I just wanted to suggest he could be in a brown paper bag like Dolly Parton's husband, who is also very oh. private. And I was like. <laughs> I misread that then. <laughs> yeah, it was like his only. That's funny because his, his only photos of. Uh, for us are with a paper bag on his head and i sent her that picture and she was like oh shit i missed that uh, but he's su- awesome she said he's super pulling off the paper bag look <laughs> so yeah I'd, uh, I'd never uh i didn't know that about dolly parton's husband i thought that was pretty cool yeah and that- i applaud him like hey i mean back then Whenever maybe, that picture was taken, I mean, they didn't have social media and none of that other bullshit, but he's like, no, fuck you guys. I'm <laughs> maybe you have a long lost father. Maybe you are Dolly Parton's son. Hmm. The only child she's ever had. And nobody knew about. I guess. Yeah. I mean, got the bag of things running in the family. <laughs> so uh, Dolly Parton's husband, if you're listening, we do see a resemblance between Jake's paper bag and yours. Um, yeah, everybody else can rest in peace. Later. Music by Demons, at Demons Band on Instagram. Artwork by Mike Johnson. Writing and production by Cassie Gardner, Alex Motler, and Jake.